I'm glad when we speak the name of Jesus, it breaks chains. It solves situations. It heals the broken lives. I got a feeling. I love that song. I'm glad you sang it. I'm glad you believe it. Because you believe it, it's going to be all right. Faith, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Brother Casey, you got a good report today. You got an A on your report card because you don't know what tomorrow holds, but you're still holding to the hand of the one that holds it. I got a feeling everything's going to be all right. If you have your Bible, the gospel according to St. John, the fifth chapter, St. John chapter five, happy Thanksgiving to all of you. We trust that you will have a wonderful week and a wonderful feast and that you will celebrate. And we do have so much to be thankful for. I want to say that again. We have so much to be thankful for. We are Blessed. Verse 1 of chapter 5. After this, there was a feast of the Jews. Anybody like a feast? After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these porches lay a great multitude of impotent folk of blind, halt, withered, and they are there with the purpose of waiting for the moving of the water. Why is that? We find the answer in the next verse, verse 4, for an angel went down at a certain season into the pool. And when the angel went into the pool, it troubled the water. And whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in was made whole. Somebody say whole. Was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. I want to preach to you for the next few moments this morning into the afternoon. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Thanksgiving. It's the most wonderful time of the year, Thanksgiving. I'm thankful today for a God that is able to do what I need Him to. If you believe that God is able, put your Bible down, your hands together, and let's offer Thanksgiving to a Savior who saves, to a healer who heals. Somebody go ahead and give God praise right now. You ought to just dance in advance and say... Thank you, Lord, for healing. Thank you, Lord, for salvation. Thank you, Lord, for deliverance. Thank you, Lord, for encouragement. Thank you, Lord, for everything that you do. You may be seated. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And we know that most people would say, of course, that it's Christmas already everywhere. Christmas has started as there are decorations that are going up. There are 
trees that are being bought and placed. There are plans being made for the Christmas season. And I have no objection. I'm certainly not a Grinch today. But I will say to you that before we consider Christmas, let us examine that Thanksgiving perhaps should be the most wonderful time of the year all year round because he woke me up this morning. He started me on my way. He guides me on my journey and he keeps me day by day. I have so much to be thankful for. I want somebody to know if it wasn't for the Lord who was on my side. I want somebody to think about where you could be and perhaps you should be but you are not. You are here in the house of the Lord in this the month of November and there should be praise that comes my hallelujah belongs to you. You deserve my high praise. There is someone who is worthy to receive glory from the time the sun comes up in the morning until it goes down in the evening. The name of the Lord is to be praised. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I want to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise and be thankful unto him and bless his name for the Lord. I said the Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. I want to say it again. The Lord is good. And that's just getting us started. That's an appetizer right there. Because the main course is, he's in never-changing God in an ever-changing world. Your tomorrow may change, but the one who holds it, he changes not. And the same God of my yesterday will be my God tomorrow and he is today. I must say, I am thankful unto him and I bless his name. After this, two words in chapter 5 that describe the first four chapters of perhaps My favorite passage in the entire book. It tells us, as we heard reference today, that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and that life was a light unto men. That's something to be thankful for. Even more, the Word became flesh. And dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the father. Full of grace and truth. Thank you Lord. If you have a revelation of who Jesus is. You are blessed today. You should be thankful that you know him. You should be thankful that you know that in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. There is one Lord. There is one faith. There is one baptism. There is one God and father of all. Who is above all through all and in you all. I'm thankful today. I'm thankful that when he's invited someplace, that he shows up. And when he shows up, when it gets bad, he gets good. They were at a wedding. Third day, there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee. And both Jesus was called and his disciples. The Bible tells us that at that wedding, as it happens often, there was something that went 
wrong and just so happened that day the wedding planner they back in the day probably didn't call the mother of Jesus the wedding planner but it appears as though she was because when they ran out of wine she said whatever he tells you to do do it that's good advice whatever he tells you to do do it they said perhaps to themselves, but he just told us to fill the water pots with water. They want wine. I don't know. Just do what he says, even if you don't understand it, because he knows. He knows. I'm glad he knows. They filled the water pots with water. Draw out now, bear unto the governor of the feast. They did. The governor of the feast took a drink and had a surprised look on his face and said, whew. Wow, most people, they put out the best first. And when men have well drunk, that which is worse. But you all saved the best for last. And they found out that he can speak to something the way it is, Sister Michelle, and make it the way it needs to be and better. That's something I'm thankful for today. If it wasn't for the Lord who was on my side. Sister McMillan told us about how the Holy Ghost can take a bad person and make it a good person because it is Christ in you. I'm thankful for that today. Thank God. Thank God that we can do what he says and he can make things the way they are into the way they need to be. That's something to be thankful for. He did. Then, more importantly than any of that, he talks to Nicodemus and he tells him, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I sing to thee, you must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth. Thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the spirit. What a powerful Bible study that I just summed up in six seconds. Get in there. Find it out for yourself. There is something powerful about that revelation of who Jesus is and the necessity of repentance, baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, the infilling of the Holy Ghost evidence by speaking with other tongues. I thank God for that life-saving, that heaven-rewarding gift of the Holy Ghost. And then he goes out of his way to find significance in someone that is a castaway and no one else has confidence in. I want somebody to know today, it doesn't matter what others think of you. The Savior believes in you and has hope for you and there is help for you. It doesn't matter what your life has been. It can be and will be better through him. It's the most wonderful time of the year. How thankful she must have been when he said, if you drink of this, you'll never thirst again. And she, the woman at the well, went to the city. To, she told the men, come see a man which told me all things ever I did. It's not this the Christ. And they came and they said, whew, at first we believe because of the powerful testimony of this woman. But now we've seen him. We know the experience is greater than the testimony. They found out for themselves. I want to tell you today, if you don't know how good God is, you need to find out for yourself. It's better than I can say. Guy's son, sick at Capernaum, he comes to Cana of Galilee because he hears Jesus is coming there, and there Jesus is, and he says, I believe that you're able to, I believe that you're able to heal my son. He said, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And sure enough, he found out that when the Savior spoke it, he had to walk with faith, Brother Casey. He didn't know at that moment. He had to believe at that moment. He couldn't see the morrow. He didn't have a cell phone, he didn't have access. 
to instant gratification, but he walked with faith and found out that the word of God worked. I want to tell somebody today, you may not see it, but if you believe it, God will do it. Now, you might have missed a nugget right there. I want to tell you again, you may not see it, but if you'll believe it, God will do it. It's the most wonderful time of the year. After this, this is what happened. There was a feast of the Jews. There was a celebration. How many of you are planning a feast and a celebration? Oh, come Thursday. Mm. Turkey, dressing, mm. sweet potato pie. Shut my mouth. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? You got that feast plan, man. I'm telling you, I can't imagine why anybody wouldn't love Thanksgiving Day. You get to eat all day guilt-free. Because we're all starting our diet next week. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Oh, it's the most wonderful time of the year. There's mashed potatoes. And man, my mama used to make giblet gravy. Does anybody know what I'm talking about right now? Mm, I felt something right there. My, the memories of the preparation for that day. And my, the wonderful feasts that we had. And the good times and the plans that we have. And it's something that everybody celebrates. Everybody loves a good feast. The Bible says, after this there was a feast of the Jews. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Let me just tell you this right here. When the Bible says Jesus went up to Jerusalem, it means that Jesus is moving. Anytime Jesus is moving, it means to me, Sister Butler, there's a miracle that's getting ready to happen. That's why we do what we do. How many of you noticed that whenever I stepped up behind this podium and they were into song number two, and then we went into song three and we went into song four, I was like, hey, it's time for the Holy Ghost to do what he, he showed up. He's moving. So let's let him heal. Let's let him help. Let's let him set free. Let's let him deliver. Let's let him save. Because anytime Jesus starts moving, there's miracles that happen. I believe miracles happened in our midst this morning. And to that, I say, thank you, Lord. It's the most wonderful time of the... You want to know the best miracle, the one he does for me? And the one he does for you is your faith. Imagine how they felt there at the pool. I've been there. I went to Israel a few years back now, and I remember... Going to the place, the sheep market. Anybody ever been to a sheep market? I went to the Illinois State Fair and they have, they have these animals. You know, they're proud of them. They give them blue ribbons and different things. And I don't know all the requirements, you know. I mean, they, they come out and I would just clap. That's great, but it looks like a sheep to me. I can't tell the difference between that sheep and that sheep, but it's a sheep. One thing I found out is it doesn't matter how good they look, they still smell. This sheep market, this wasn't a pristine place. This was a pool that was not, this was not a pool that you would find at a luxurious hotel that has nice, clean, clear water. This was a pool filled with people that had problems. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? To them... The most wonderful time of the year was not Christmas. I don't think they had any decorations there. I don't think there were Christmas trees at this 
pool. This was more like a watering hole, a place to clean sheep. Somebody get the picture with me. This was not a pristine pool. When I saw this particular pool, I preached this much differently than I had before. I imagined it was a pristine pool and this beautiful angel would come down and just trouble the water and someone would put their toe in and they would become instantly healed. Here's what I want you to understand. This was a stinking place. This was a place where the pool had been muddied by the dirt The grit and the grime that were in the sheep that bathed there. And it just so happened that there were five alcoves or five areas where that people that had problems gathered. As I mentioned, there were probably not any Christmas trees at the pool. There was no garland and no glitter. It was a place filled with people that were filled with problems. I want you to know something, friend. This world that we are living in, I don't care how much they talk about and sing about the most wonderful time of the year. It is a miserable world. It is a world filled with people that have problems. Difficulty, dilemma, circumstance, and situation. It's the time of the year that there are so many people that conclude their life because they're convinced that there is no hope. It's a hopeless world. Say, well, you kind of brought the joy level down. No, no, don't, don't be dismayed. Don't be darkened by the difficulty, but rather see the possibility that they longed for. Because the Bible says in verse 4 that at a certain season, perhaps I could have titled this message today that a certain season was not Christmas, but rather Thanksgiving. Can you imagine the day, Sister Butler, when it happened? The angel would come down and would trouble the water and that one that had been waiting, that had been longing, couldn't hardly wait. He wasn't waiting. She wasn't waiting for turkey and dressing and those things that are associated with things. They were waiting to be healed of whatsoever disease it was. There was no limit. There was no restriction. They did not say sorry if you're blind there's no hope for you it did not matter what the disease or the difficulty was all you had to do was react to the response that was needed and the response that was needed is be the first one that steps into that muddy dirty nasty stinking pool when the water was troubled and it happened it happened Just as November comes every year, the certain season, the season that we're in, an attitude of gratitude is all over us. How many of you have found that November can present some of the greatest problem months? I mean, it can be one of the greatest problem months that you ever had. This happens, that happens, bad things happen to good people, and it just seems like the stinking pool is dirtier than it's ever been. But oh, when the angel comes, 
It's the most wonderful time of the year. Because someone, the first one, the one that's waiting with expectation as he steps into the pool instantly. It happened. It happened every certain season. The first one into the water was made whole. I want to say that again. Was made whole. There are so many of us today that are missing things. Hurt, wounded, feeling betrayed, bitter, disgusted, depressed. Things aren't what they seem. Things aren't what we want. It's not what we desire. And we, we get, How many people do you think wanted to be the first one in the pool, but they got distracted by their difficulty? I talked with somebody, a backslider, that said, Pastor, I, I, I don't want to backslide. I, I feel like I'm drowning. I don't want to drown. But they're distracted by the difficulty. They've gotten their eyes off of the prize And they're more focused on their failures and their challenges and their circumstances. See how quiet it gets? I got nobody running the aisles right now because I'm talking about real life things that happen to people like you and me. It's the pool. It's the pool that in these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, a blind, halt, withered. And they're all waiting. For the most wonderful time of the year. That certain season. And whoever it is, don't you think for one moment they don't have a great Thanksgiving. They, as soon as it happens, they let everybody know, it was me, it was me. Go get the turkey, the dressing. I want cranberry sauce today. We got something to celebrate. And they instantly have traded Excuses for gratitude. Selfishness for celebration. They have something that's happened for them that they've long waited for. Tis the season to be jolly. Fa la 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 la. La 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 la. Because it happened for them. How do you think he felt that day? He had watched for 30 Eight years. Kind of like a Cub fan waiting for the World Series, if you know what I'm talking about. 38 years. Waiting, waiting, waiting. Not much hope. Because every time, every time, he didn't have anybody to help him. There was somebody else that was waiting and said, get in. And they got in and they seems like it happened for them but not for him and it happened there but not here and it happens for that one but not for me before we're so quick to judge let us consider the fact that for 38 years he had excuse after excuse after excuse as to why he wasn't grateful The concept of wholeness comes through thanksgiving is found in the story of the ten lepers and one of them when they returned and gave thanks. We know that the Bible says to the other nine they were certainly healed but they were not whole. Wholeness comes to those who are thankful. 
Wholeness comes to those that have an attitude of gratitude for the miracle power that produced the impossible in them. I ask you today, how easy is it for us to be like he was when we get our eyes on the problem and not the solution? How easy would it be for us if we gave you opportunity? Sister McMillan said today that if she gave everybody a time to say what the Holy Ghost meant for them, we'd be here for a long time. Well, if I gave everybody time today to tell us about all the problems that you've had just the last week, we'd be here till next week. Because people have problems and we get distracted by our difficulty. And sometimes, too often, we have gratitude stolen away. That prevents the day thanksgiving. I want to, especially during the season, to consider that I have so much to be thankful for every day. Every day. 38 years. 38 years, and so it was not surprising that when our Savior came, not the angel, it wasn't Thanksgiving yet. Anybody ever heard of Christmas in July? Maybe it was Thanksgiving in June when the Savior showed up. And you know what he said? You know what he said, Elder? He said, wilt thou be made whole? The question was, there wasn't a There there wasn't a certainty. It was up to the individual. You know what I believe? I believe often desperation demands decision. If you are in a place that you need God to do a miracle, it's time for you to make up your mind. It's time for you to act upon that decision. When he was asked by Jesus... Wilt thou be made whole? He could have given the wrong answer. He could have responded with selfishness. He could have responded. And he did his best to say, Whoa, 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 whoa. You don't know how bad it is, preacher man. You don't know like I know how hard life is. You don't know how I know how difficult and dark the day is for me. Because his response to will thou be made whole was, Sir, you know what he did? He started with the excuses. How many of us have missed miracles because of excuses? How many of us have missed miracles because of excuses? You know what? Excuses are like noses. Everybody's got them. Anybody know what I'm talking about? How many of you have ever heard an excuse? I want to tell you something. There's a big difference between a reason and an excuse. I can't tell by the roaring response that I'm preaching good, but I kind of feel like I am. Here's what I know. Here's what I know, that if all we give is excuses and we fail to make a decision that requires action, and if we don't 
act. 38 years is a short time in comparison to how long we are going to stay the way that we are. But if something happens on the inside of us that we hear the word of the Lord and it says, wilt thou be made whole? And something starts to stir in our spirit like it was when we were singing that song and we said, I got a feeling everything's going to be alright. I think I'm going to step on in. I'm going to step on in. I'm going to step. I'm going to go ahead and act in faith and I'm going to get up. I'm going to get my bed and I'm going to walk out of here. I'm going to leave today and I'm going to say it's the most wonderful time of the year. Why? Because today I decided no more excuses. I'm going with gratitude. No more excuses. I'm going with gratitude. The answer to wilt thou be made whole is you deciding to trade excuses for gratitude. They said, who did this? Who told you? Don't you know it's the Sabbath day? Who told you to get your bed and walk? The devil does not want you to have what he has for you. He wants you to stay fearful, afraid, anxious, depressed, oppressed, and always be what you've always been. But the Spirit says, Wilt thou be made whole? Your response to the word dictates and determines the result in your life. Will you trade excuses for gratitude and walk? With that word and live in that miracle. Now I'm closing, but I want you to consider what happens next. That's a wonderful celebration. We ought to celebrate the things that happened. This guy, this guy had been, (laughs) he had been in the situation that he was in for 38 years. Now hear me, 38 years he'd been like that. And just like that, just like that, he's healed. He was healed. He was healed of his infirmity. Brother Clyde, just like that. He responded to the word. The Bible says that he took up his bed and he walked. I don't know if he was singing it's the most wonderful time of the year, but I guarantee you there was a celebration that started. There was an attitude of gratitude that got a hold of him because he knew that he would have been there 38 more if it weren't for the word of the Lord. I want to tell you today, you don't have to stay where you are. There is hope and help for you. There is salvation and deliverance. There is a power of God that is available through his word today for you to walk out of here. And you didn't have the power to walk in on your own. They said, who told you to do this? He said, same one that said, rise, take up thy bed and walk. And now I'm whole. It's the one that told me I I don't even really know who it is I, I I don't know what to tell you but just like once I was blind but now I see once I had an infirmity and now no more but then if you read a little bit further you find that Jesus went and found him in the temple you know what I say when God does The miracle for you. Don't go back to where you were. But go to the temple. Because if you want to find out who it was that did for you. 
what only he can do, you'll find him at the temple. There's not a better place to be in November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, and September, October, November again to find yourself in the temple. Trade the sheep market for the sanctuary. Difficulty, dilemma, circumstance, and situation for solution and salvation. When our Savior found the man there, he spoke to him and told him who he was. And then he said this. Walk in the way. Go with gratitude. Don't go back to selfish excuses. Don't go back to the way that you once were. Don't go back to the things that you were once a part of. Go and sin no more. Lest a worse thing come upon you. There's things worse than trouble, trial, temptation, difficulty, and dilemma. And that's to walk in ingratitude, unthankfulness for what the Lord has done for you. I say today, if ever there were an attitude of gratitude that needed to be upon God's people, this is that. When you look at the world that we live in, I want you to know, friend, it's much worse than a sheep market in the pool thereof. Help me today to recognize the voice of the Savior when He would say, Wilt thou be made whole? And I believe that at that moment, when I take up my bed and walk, healed of the infirmity that I have. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away and behold, all things become new. It's at that moment that I say, Christmas, you can have it. I'm thankful today. I'm thankful today. I'm thankful today that I'm not what I used to be. And I'm never going back to what I once was. I want to go and sin no more. And I will if I go with gratitude. Stand with me and consider that the most wonderful time of the year is the time that He heals you. The most wonderful time of the year is not the tinsel, not the trees, not the lights, and certainly not Santa. The most wonderful time of the year is when our Savior says, Wilt thou be made whole? And we respond in faith and reap the miracle of our action. I say today with heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're here today and you need a miracle, you came to the right place on this Sunday. You came to the sanctuary. I want you to know that the water doesn't have to be troubled. The one who spoke this world into existence asks you the question today, wilt thou? Wilt thou be made whole? And if your response is I'm willing to walk with the word, I'm willing to walk with the word, then you can be healed, helped, set free, delivered, and saved. It's what he has for you. 
Heads are still bowed and eyes are still closed. If you're here today and you need a miracle, I just want you to lift your hand and say, Pastor, I need God to do a miracle for me. There are multiple hands being raised all across this congregation. I want everybody that lifted your hand to not even think about it. Step out from where you are, walk to the front of this building, and you're going to find a pool that is pristine. And there is a Savior that is ready today to do a miracle for you. You're going to step into a water that has been troubled and reap a result that only the Savior can bring. And if you will walk out of here with gratitude for the goodness of God, God will see to it that you will be saved, healed, helped, set free and delivered. Come on, everybody that will, step to the front of this building, lift your hands and receive the miracle that Christ has for you. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. The year that you're healed. The day that you're saved. The salvation, the deliverance, the healing, the health. Whatever you need, God has it for you. As they sing, celebrate the most wonderful time of the year. It's Thanksgiving. We have much to be thankful for. Waymaker.